Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Are you interested in a career in the outdoors? Well, if so, i got a young gentleman here with me today by the name of Brandon Jennings, and he's got Bayou, Bayou Crappie Adventures. And uh, Brandon's a pretty young fellow, but he's been in the industry for several years, and he's going to kind of tell us a story of how he got started, where he is now, and what he's dreaming about, what he's looking to in the future. Brandon, boy, it's good to have you here on the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'm enjoying it. It's uh, good to meet different people, and I'm glad to be on your show. Hey, you hit the nail on the head. That's one of the most important things in the outdoor industry is meeting people and cooperating, working together. But we're actually sharing some time here together at a crappie camp down in close to Greenville, Mississippi. And this is Lake Washington. And we've been out on the water. We've seen some nice fish. Uh, fishing's been a little bit tough because this lake was frozen over last week, I think. Yes, it is. <laughs> This is a bucket list lake for most crappie fishermen. It really is. And, and of course, I was down here, gosh, probably 30 years ago with Mississippi Tourism on a turkey hunt. And I hadn't been back since then. But I've talked about Mississippi a lot over the years because it's kind of near and dear to my heart because I grew up in Mississippi County, Missouri, in southeast Missouri. And it's almost identical to this this uh, area down here uh, because the Mississippi River is not far away from here. And Lake Washington is actually an oxbow lake, I, I guess, off the Mississippi. And for folks that don't know what an oxbow off is it's just a was probably a, a a tributary or part of the river at one time they got cut off and uh, yeah. so man this thing is near and dear to my heart because it's full of cypress trees i it love i love cypress yeah. it is but you're actually i guess from uh, what a state over I'm from, from louisiana louisiana yeah. bayou country yeah bayou bayou state i've had a i've had a theme throughout my if you can call it a career yet, but I've always maintained that bayou theme. I started I love that. using the bayou. You know, I'm just a country boy from the bayous. Hey, that's the best kind. I grew up on a bayou myself, you yes. know. And in fact, that was a great escape for me. I grew up on a cotton farm, and, boy, we worked hard, you know, in the summertime, hoeing cotton and soybeans and picking cotton in the fall. And I got in trouble more than once as a kid for sneaking off out of the field and heading well, to the bayou. Too. I stayed in trouble. We had, <laughs> we had a fishing pond in the bayou. And, and uh, from the time I was two, I got many a butt whoopings, I guess, probably <laughs> slipping off fishing and mama not knowing where I was at. Oh, yeah. Well, I did have one advantage. We had a big old white sheepdog of all things. Now, we were black and tan hound fans, coon hunters, and had beagles for rabbits. But I don't know how this sheepdog ever got in the mix. But he was a big old thing. He had a big old long, white, fluffy tail. And I was pretty small. Mom said she could always look out the back door. And any place on that farm I was, that dog was with me. She might not see me, but she could see that white tail ticking. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she knew you was all right. Yeah, yep, she knew it was okay. So I kind of had to run the place. But spent many, many hours on the bayou all by myself, man. We had a wild cane patch on the north end of the farm i could cut them 12 foot poles you know and and go catch i don't care if there's little catfish 
pound and a quarter bluegill, big crappie bass, had a world by the tail, I thought. And here it now, I'm in my 70s now, and I look at you, you probably still in your 20s? No, no, <laughs> I, you, you, I think I'm pretty young. I, I look younger than I am. I'm actually 48 years old. You're kidding me. No, sir. I'm, I'm well, the outdoors are doing you well. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I, you know, I waited in, in life, I waited till I was 40 to ever do anything about this. I, I, I've always loved the outdoors. I love to hunt and fish. Been my life, other than you know, family and work. Right. But uh, when I turned forty, I decided, you know, I can do this. Well, sure, you can do it. You, you've been in the industry seven or eight years here already, and you uh, gave me last night. We're standing the close to the same place, different cabins, and you gave me. I, I don't know what to call it. A resume. I or, call. I, I call that my portfolio. There you go. That's a little fancy. Yeah. You know. But this is a. Great idea, and one of the things Brandon has done to promote himself, he came up with what he's calling a portfolio, but it's a spiral-bound booklet that tells his history, tells his qualifications, and some of his aspirations. But, uh, Brandon, you come up with this idea on your own, or did you see something similar before? No, sir. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't recall seeing anything similar, but uh, I've always had a, a knack you know, for, uh, I started out, I could, I'm, I'm referred to as the guy that can sell anything. You know? <laughs> I, and, I, and I'm seeing I that. I, yep. I sold, uh, that was my uh, forte, I guess you, you would right. call it, uh -huh. is, uh, it, it, is selling, you know, the, the it, it's the challenge. You right. know, being able to do something, sell something, uh, pitch an idea to someone, and that was always big on my list. And well, did you study marketing? No, or sir. No marketing experience at all. It's just all, of, I guess, just a knack or an ability. To, right. Well, you to put do that, and uh, I did it for other folks. You know, and uh -huh. uh, one day I decided, you know, if I can, if I can do this for these people, I can, I can sell and. You know, expose others, and I can expose myself. That's going to be my number one commodity. Is going to be me. It, exactly, and nobody can sell you like better you. than yourself. And if you can sell you, you can sell somebody else. That that's exactly right. right. Well, well, you got a tremendous good idea here, and I would encourage young young folks to uh, want to get into the outdoor industry. I got a few years in. You're scratching your head about what direction you're going to go next. But if you can demonstrate to potential uh, customers and sponsors that you've got your head on straight and if you've got a plan uh, it's so easy for them to take a look at this and thumb through it right quick because you know how it is to cold call somebody and walk in and attempt yeah. them to sell yourself to them well it's difficult not only from the standpoint that it's just flat difficult but they've probably already seen dozens of people walk into their places of business and, and attempt to do the same thing. So it's very competitive, and you've got to get off on the right foot, on the right start, and to be able to walk in with this in hand, even if people don't have time to talk to you right at the moment, you can leave this with them, and that's attractive enough that they are going to thumb through it. So you've got through step num yeah. number yeah. one you, already you, when you, you've done you that. you beat out 90% of the competition right off the bat. Oh, absolutely. Because you did your homework, you did your research. You bet. It's demonstrated already that you've got something on the ball. Well, let's talk about, uh, Brandon, here for a few minutes, uh, really how you began and, and 
what this has come up to now and where you're hoping to go to in the future. Okay, well, kind of the way things uh, evolved for me, like I said, grew up hunting and fishing. That's my passion. I love to hunt and fish. And uh, I turned 40 years old, and I was thinking about, you know, I was thinking about other guys that I went to school with, the guys I knew that, you know, they kind of pursued a, their passion for bass fishing. Some of them fished tournaments. Some of them went on to fish major events, and I never done none of that. And I, mm-hmm. I regretted it, you know. I was like, well, I really kind of let that slip me by. I'm like, but I'm not too old. And I had two passions. One was was deer hunting, and the other was crappie fishing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't want to turn my deer hunting into a job. Right. You know. So I thought, you know, I'll, I'll do, I'll pursue crappie fishing. I really like that. I'm passionate about that. Um, and I think I can make a difference in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, I had some ideas, and uh, that was my base plan, but I had to find a, a niche, you know, something right. that I could do that somebody else wasn't already doing, and that's really important is to have a plan. Oh, you hit the nail on the head yeah. because, uh, it, you know, I've been in the business for 50 years myself, and I've had dozens and dozens and dozens of young folks over the year approach me, and how, how do you do that? You know, how do you do that? How do you do that? And, of course, my standard answer is get get yourself an education first. Well, that, that eliminates about 90% of them, you know, because they don't want to break out of life and, and try to uh, add to the resume or whatever by adding a little bit of education to it. Now, education doesn't necessarily mean a, a college degree, no. you know, because a lot of us have... I have lots of practical education, and was fortunate enough, about starved to death doing it. But uh, I did go to go to college and uh, pick up a couple of degrees. And you know what? The direction I thought I was going to go with those degrees, it happened in the beginning. But then I run across outdoor communications, like you got enthralled right. by it, and I looked for that niche, you know, that would fit my personality and what I was capable exactly. of doing. Because I had, you know, I, I had a day job, and and my first passion was kids. I always had lots of kids around. I, was, I try to count them up. I was uh, total tallied up 19 that's been through my house in the last 40 years. You know, that takes a little time at yeah. a lot of expense. So it probably sl- slowed my outdoor career down a little bit, but I have still, like you, been flabbergasted at what I've been able to do. Just I started out just with writing and got into radio, little TV, podcasts now, yeah. and, and helping a young man out with a TV show. But there's always room in the market, particularly for young people who've got something on the ball, got a plan, yep. and they're not afraid of work. Yep. You got to be enthusiastic. You need to be creative. Those are two things that you that you got to have. Uh, and don't you know? Don't be don't be shy. Don't never meet a stranger. <laughs> exactly. And, and right. I was. You know, in my early years, I was I was real. I was shy. same way. I, I didn't. I was a late bloomer, and uh, I don't know what it was that clicked in me. But it was just right around that time that it I it was at forty year mark. Yes, I, I was thinking back, you know, yeah. and and I thought I don't I want to do something that I can look back on and be proud of and say, well, I made an impact in the industry in right. some way. So, um, a little insight into what I was looking at at that time. I had been following the crappie fishing industry for several years you know i had never tournament fished and then i wanted to you know i just wanted that experience right but there wasn't anything local i'm from uh-huh. louisiana and at that time there were no tournaments no crappie tournaments in louisiana you had to travel out of state and at that time i was like no nah, i'm not traveling i'm not going anywhere i'm a homebody right you know? 
And uh, Lord, did I know that when I got involved in this, that it was going to open a whole new world of traveling and experiences. I've met more people over the last eight years than I've met in my entire life. <laughs> got friends all over the country. And uh, so that was what I was going to target was trying to bring the industry, the crappie fishing industry, to Louisiana. So I had to have a home base or home lake somewhere to right. focus. So that was the first thing I did. I, I had to locate a, a, a lake, and I knew it had to be a big lake. It had to be something that could generate revenue to bring in events, and we landed on Lake Darbone. Not and a bad place to land. Not a, not a bad place. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I rolled in the Lake Darbone, and I've been fishing there for years with with uh, crappie.com. Ed knows. He's here at our crappie Oh, yeah, camp. he's here. And that's Great guy. actually where I got started crappie fishing was just through that website of crappie.com, me and some friends, and that's how I discovered Lake Darbone. Boy. And, you, I, I rolled into Lake Darbone, and I went to the uh, tourism industry, and I'm like, you know, we need to develop this lake. This is your number one asset, and that's what we did, and that was my train. When I hooked up on that train, it just opened doors. But it was just because I was passionate and I was trying to do something. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to make an impact. And it just naturally happened. Well, again, it all started with a plan. Yeah, you have so to have a plan it, to begin with. It, exactly. And you've got to quickly demonstrate to people that you can. What, what's everybody interested in for their communities? They're interested yeah. in economic development. You know, you mentioned tourism. That's a great thing to tie into, particularly here with our experiences with COVID, you know, it clobbered a lot of businesses, but the outdoor industry, we're blessed, man. I mean, it just went insane. We saw huge growth in hunting and fishing, gun ownership, and on and on and on. And now's a, hey, a great time for young folks to try to get in, and you're taking a major step in your career now. Uh, started a new program, going to be traveling across the country, looking mm -hmm. for, of course, always looking for sponsors, but right. you're, you're coming to these camps like this, got invited by Mississippi Tourism, so that's an indication right. you're, you're doing some things right. And uh, But you're learning, and have already learned, obviously, that networking with the people that you meet is where it's at. That's the number one. That's the most important thing is 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 you know exposure and networking uh, those people are going to help you down the road well that's exactly what we're we're doing now here's a 70 year old and a 40 year old yeah. sitting across the table from each other you know basically 20 30 years between us but we still got the same passion for the same things and here we are helping each other you know yes. I, I hope this helped you in your your career and you're just keeping me in business a little bit longer <laughs> yes sir it's, it's it's definitely an exciting uh Adventure. I call it an adventure. Bayou Crappie Adventures is what I decided to call it. And it is an adventure. It is. I started on the bayou, and, and, and crappie fishing is kind of what got me started, and it took me on an adventure. So that's how I came up with Bayou Crappie Adventures. Well, that, that's a great title, and I love it. You know, of course, I've, I work this the Living the Dream Outdoor podcast, which is actually funded by Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Some people think that's a strange connection, but you know what? Everything's connected to the land, man, uh, yes. even the water. <laughs> it all goes back to that. It, it certainly does, and uh, we appreciate the outdoors. We appreciate the people that take care of it. We appreciate the people that promote it. And, Brandon, I deeply appreciate you being on the 
show with me today, but tell people how they can follow you. Okay, well, probably the easiest place uh, to follow me is going to be on social media. Uh, Facebook, Instagram is going to be the, the main two. Uh, I'm on there under Brandon Jennings, but uh, I have Bayou Crappie Adventures is is also a social media outlet that I use. So Bayou Crappie Adventures, type that in anywhere. You can Google that. You're going to see uh, videos that I've done a couple of TV shows. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of stuff on YouTube uh, that I've done for other people. Right. And thus, I've started my own series now. It's uh, uh, incorporating fishing, travel, tourism, you know, lodging, uh, everything that I was doing with, with, with the other people that I've worked with before, uh-huh. kind of take, putting my own foot down and taking it and run with it for myself. Well, so. you hit you hit nail on the head there. You've hit the ground running. Yeah. You got hey, you've done some hard yes, work, sir. put your time in. I got some experience behind you and I think you got a bright future ahead of you, man. But hey, we always like to close the show out with encouraging people to never give up on living their dreams. That's right. Live your dream. You gotta do it yourself. You don't give up. It's never too late. And I'm a perfect example. Hey, I'm Bill Cooper and this has been Brandon Jennings. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, The Fly Rod Journals, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast, as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.